One of the reasons that you may not yet be running your dream business could be that you follow 1,834 different people on social media, read a new book each week and follow 18 different podcasts. So what happens is you end up trying something new each month and then you always remain a beginner rather than actually moving forward and becoming a master in your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to express your best in this world to create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. Through authentic and uplifting solo episodes and diverse guest conversations, we explore how you can discover and serve your soul's purpose, transform your mind, cultivate high-performing results, and successfully build your dream business of impact. All of this guiding you to fulfill your dream life and serve your greatest impact on this world. My name is Trang, mentor, speaker, and your host for the show. And currently I am coming at you from sunny, beautiful Airlie Beach, which is in Queensland, Australia. Um, I'm here for about a week with one of my best friends, Claudia, and we are relaxing and reflecting on the huge year that it was 2023. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, if you've been following along, you'll know that it's been the hardest year of my life. So chaotic, uh, so unexpected. But at the same time, it's been a really beautiful year as well. Like leaning into this experience that the human life is, no matter what my expectations are, just seeing that being able to experience any of this is a privilege and an honor. Uh, I've somehow been able to, yeah, really shift the narrative and turn one of the hardest years of my life into one of the best years of my life. And not just looking at my own life, but being here, reflecting on how my business and my work can go forward and how it can continue to leave as much of an impact as possible. And, And that's something that leaves me in awe Now, the client results this year have been greater than any previous years. For example, this month alone, one of my clients is launching her very first business. And it's even more impressive because only five months ago when she first started Life of Legacy, she was feeling quite lost and she had no idea what she wanted to do. And another client, after her one primary 2023 goal being to hire her first full-time staff member. She was able to tick that off just a couple of weeks ago and is now scaling her business, not just to be something that she does on her own, but to start growing a team and to have more of an impact in her physio clinic. So I hope that I can continue having that impact next year. Um, but yeah, like if you know me, you'll know that I love to work in extremes. The last couple of months have been full on. I've been working like six, seven days a week, uh, 12 hour days. And then now it's time to put my feet up for the rest of the year, ease into my favorite period of the year as Mariah Carey and as Santa Claus defrost. So wherever you are, as you listen to this, I hope that you are in a lovely place yourself and starting to wind down for the year, uh, if that's relevant for you, um, and to really be able to soak up the beauty that was in 2023 for you. Now, in today's episode, what I'm going to be talking about is the eight reasons that you are not yet running your dream business. 
And the reason why I want to talk about this today is because I work with women at all stages of their journey. So women who are still in their careers and they're not sure what they want to do, but they know they want to start something on their own. Women who are launching their business, those who are growing their business to replace their job and ones who are already full time in their business, but scaling to the next level. And something that I've noticed in these women, no matter what stage of their journey that they're in, and myself included, is a common feeling of discontentment and insatiable desire to always get to the next stage and questioning of why am I not there yet? So this is a common theme and this is the first reason why I want to talk about this. I want to actually share practical strategies for how you can get to that stage and that dream of running your business. But also I do want to preface this whole episode with this. I believe it is a very rewarding process and uh, a necessary process in life to have goals that we work towards because that's what gives us meaning in our present day. It gives us something to look forward to, something to live for, right? But at the same time, I do want to remind us all that life can be seen as one big game and it's not a game of winning, but rather a game of constant progress. Because think about it. We shouldn't have anything in immediately just because we want it. If we won every single game that we were playing straight away, as soon as we started it, we would get bored really quick. Life would lose the meaning and the variety and the joy. So there's always going to be more levels. There's always going to be more stages. And what that means is we've got to remember to be grateful for the present moment, live in the moment, laugh, soak it up, learn, grow, experience all the things. And amongst all of that, be working towards our next dream. So I really want to remind you of that. That is something that I know uh, a lot of people struggle with, including myself. So I want to start with that. But now let's talk about the ways that you can get to running your dream business as fast as possible. Number one, the first reason why you are not yet running your dream business is because you sit on ideas, but don't make definitive decisions. This is a big one because although many of us are familiar with the concept of delaying gratification being a huge factor to success, Something that is becoming increasingly clear and talked about is the ability to make decisions quickly for success. In fact, a global survey done by McKinsey showed that making fast decisions doesn't actually reduce the quality of the decision, despite what a lot of people think. It actually leads to both an increase in speed of progress and quality of results. So something that you've got to do more of, make decisions more quickly that are definitive. Because think about it, over a two month period, which one is going to get you further? Just sitting there, like thinking, planning, hypothesizing about making the perfect decision in your business, or over those two months, having already made three decisions uh, and two of those decisions failed, but then that gave you experience and confidence and feedback to 
nail it on the third attempt. Which pathway is going to get you further quicker? So that's the first one. You sit on ideas, but you don't make definitive decisions. Number two, you're stuck in the rut of keeping up with your life rather than creating your life. And this is one that is very easy to fall into the trap of because by default, us humans are habitual. Over 95% of our thinking, of our decisions, of our behaviors day to day are going to be repeated. So it's very easy to fall into the pattern of just doing the same thing every day. And then when we do the same thing every day, then nothing really changes, right? So what we need to do is we need to break that cycle. Like instead of just being exhausted all the time and complaining and just trying to manage and like keep up with things that pop up in our life, such as bills or social events or family problems, we need to look and think bigger. We need to set our sights on a path and a destination that is out of the direction that we are currently going in. So we need to start creating through intention and action. And this is why I am so religious, like not actually religious, but I am religious about my weekly creation method. And that's a process where every weekend I sit down and I spend about an hour looking at my whole life trajectory, as well as at a more micro scale last week, what went well, what didn't went well. And then next week, what I need to do differently. So I often ask myself last week, what are three things that I did well? What are three things that I am proud of myself about? And I'm going to keep doing that. And then what are three things that I could do even better? And I get to intentionally shine the light on my processes, on my patterns, and not just like go through the motions of continuing down one path, but carve out a new direction to get to where I want to go. So that's number two. You're stuck in the rut of keeping up with your life rather than creating it. Number three is you are afraid to let go of your current job identity or life and this is one that once again is so natural you know our survival instinct doesn't like change and doesn't like anything that's unfamiliar so our ego our inner survivalist is going to want to hold on to what we are and what we know but the process of metamorphosis which is when there is a dramatic change from one form to another as part of the natural stages of life. So think about a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. That process of metamorphosis is one where you must let go of one form to create space for the next form. You must let go of your current identity to create space for your next identity. You must let go of previous like attachments such as labels, you know, identities, jobs, anything that may be weighing you down so that you can launch forward into the next chapter of your life. And I get this because one of the most challenging decisions for me was not renewing my physiotherapy registration when the time came again. And this 
was funny because I knew that I didn't want to do physio anymore. Like I wasn't enjoying it that much day to day. Yet when the time came to renew my registration, which is a process that you need to do to stay legal, like every part of me, every fiber of my body wanted to re-register. Why? Because I'd worked so hard to become a physio. Four years of uni, it was a master's degree. I had already been practicing for, I think it was like four years. It's such a big part of my worth and my lifestyle. So letting that go was almost like cutting off a limb. And even though every part of me wanted to re-register, I knew that I had to mentally and emotionally let go so that I could step into the full essence of entrepreneurship and leadership in other ways. So that's what you've got to do. You've got to be willing, not just to physically let go of people or job titles, but to emotionally and mentally let go. Number four, you have poor belief systems about money that repel money rather than inviting it in. So this is something that is rampant in society. The narrative that money doesn't grow on trees, money's the root of all evil, and morality equates to frugality. So if you ask for a lot of money or if you're making a lot of money, then you are the bad guy. And if you want to do good and if you want to be a philanthropist, you, you must not be making a lot of money. So then we have this inner turmoil of wanting more money, but also subconsciously repelling money because everything about it is dirty and it's bad. So then we wonder why we can't effortlessly and successfully direct money our way let alone hold on to it and multiply it. And this is one that I've done a full 360 on. I've gone through such a journey in my relationship with money. We all talk about our relationship with an intimate partner or with our mom, but let's talk about our relationship with money for a second. So at the very start of my business journey, I held these beliefs and I was petrified to ask for money from anyone. I didn't want to charge too much because I didn't want to be seen as greedy. But then I started to heal these wounds and to develop more resourceful belief systems about money. I started to see that there is so much money in this world, like so much money that is already in circulation. And all I've got to do is to redirect part of that money my way. Like, firstly, how hard can that be? So it's not that scarce and it's not that hard to make. And then secondly, that money's already in circulation. So if I redirect it my way, then at least I can use that money in a way that aligns with my values and my beliefs and I can use it for good. So I did a 180 and I was in a good place in terms of my relationship with money. But then actually not that long ago, I started to feel the weight and the heaviness of my privilege. I started to feel guilty that I had access to so many of these resources when out there right now, there are people with nothing more on their back than the clothes that they are wearing. When we look at what's happening out there, it just made me feel disgusted about the comfortable life that I was living. And this was heavy, you know, like I've cried a lot about this, um, just feeling so helpless and and feeling so insignificant and part of me just wanted to revoke everything that I had I was like why do I deserve any of this when there there are people out there suffering 
what what did I do to have this when other people don't even have a fraction of this? And then I had to like talk myself into the understanding once again that this is still the best thing that I can do to have an impact. Like, sure, I can revoke everything that I have. I can go and live in a forest with nothing more than a backpack on my back. But then if I do that, firstly, that's going to leave me with no voice and no power to enact greater scale change. Secondly, the money or and the resources that I am foregoing, like that's it's not going to be guaranteed to be redirected to where people need it most. In fact, statistically, if I just revoke all these resources, it's probably just going to go into someone's pocket who's going to spend it on yachts and private jets in any way. So I need to be actually focusing on fulfilling my greatest potential so that I do have more of a platform and I can share a message of empowerment, of love, of progressive change. And then I can then redirect the resources that I have towards the charities, towards the causes that need it most. So I actually really wanted to share that with you because that has been weighing a lot on me. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people out there right now feeling quite tender and, and feeling quite overwhelmed about the state of the world right now. Um, so hopefully that helps you, especially in regards to your perspective and uh, your relationship with your comfortable life or the money or the privilege that you currently have. Now, the next reason you are not yet running your dream business is you don't have something bigger to live for than yourself. Like think about someone who is waking up to go to work just so they can pay the bills or just so that they can live comfortably and go out drinking on the weekend with their friends. That motivation, it's going to come and go, but it's never going to be as deep or as renewable as a motivation to live for a greater cause, to do and be someone who makes a difference in this world in a way that people out there really need you. And there's so much research to back this up. We are often happier when we are giving back and helping other people. And that happiness creates this infinite, renewable source of energy that allows us to have more within the 24 hours a day that we are given. You know, it's not just sleep. It's not just food that gives us energy. It's this emotional, spiritual development that will help us be more consistent, be more productive, like have more resilience to overcome obstacles along the way. And that is exactly what we need to be able to succeed in our business. Because I'm telling you, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Like it is not an overnight thing. <laughs> Running your mission-based, heart-led business of impact is no small feat. So you've got to develop the foundations that will kind of like bulletproof you to start and persist on this journey of business. Number six, you mostly hang out with your old school friends, but have no business friends. This one's pretty straightforward. You know that you are a product of your environment and your environment is constantly applying pressure on you and crafting out the norms and the standards and the beliefs 
in your mind. And that's going to, of course, then curate the lifestyle that you live and the results and the type of results that you achieve. And I remember I had a particular interaction with someone that laid this out so clearly for me because for a long time in my world, I was hanging out with old friends from school, um, from uni, and there would be certain norms amongst those people. One of them being most of them were employed and that's fine. That's normal because majority of people in society are going to be employed. That is how it works. Like most people won't and can't be business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, So then we would be having conversations and they'll just be talking about what's normal for them. So working Monday to Friday, nine to five, being exhausted all the time, having very little dominion in their work, like fighting so hard and then not even hitting the average Australian income. And then I met someone who I went out for dinner with and they were the complete opposite. They were running a company and it was funny because they were telling me about their financial goals and they were talking to me about how, um, yeah, they were running a multi-million dollar company and their, their dream, their next step, sorry, was to hit, uh, I think 250k months. So I was like, yeah, cool. You know, that makes sense. If you're running a multi-mill company, that's kind of the, the numbers that adds up. And then they asked me, so what are your financial goals? And at that time, this is what I said. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm working on making multiple six figures. And there was a long pause. And they were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then they, they asked, well, do you mean per month or per year? And I was shook because in my head, the only available option was per year. Like, what do you mean making multiple six figures per month? Like that was just so far out of reach for me. But in that moment where they questioned it, I was like, okay, I see the large discrepancy between our standards right now. And thank you for giving me that little bit of an awkward interaction just then because you've inspired me to expand my norm and raise my threshold of what can be achieved. And I know I'm using money as the example here, and that's easy because it's quantifiable, but that's only one factor in terms of influence and inspiration. Now, this person, I love our relationship because seriously, like every third sentence, they will talk about impact and how they can use more of their money to give back and how they can contribute even more. Uh, and, and they're constantly questioning their the, the ethics of their work and their morality. Um, and that has like no doubt rubbed off on me as well. So really doing an audit of who your closest friends are and are they reflective of where you want to go versus where you've been in the past. Number seven, you lack systems in your days to maximize your time and energy. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have seven days in a week. We all have 52 weeks of the year. Yet, why do some people seemingly get so little done while others make giant leaps and bounds in their work, in their life, and they just are constantly moving at a speed that has others confounded? It's about maximizing time and energy. And this isn't just between different people. This is between one person as well, showing that it's not you, like you're not 
someone who is either productive or not, or energetic or not. It's just about the state that you create through your decisions. So for example, sometimes on a Sunday, I may wake up, especially like after going out on the Saturday night, I might wake up at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'll roll over, sleep a little bit more, and then at 10.30, my eyes open again, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to grab my phone, scroll for five minutes or so until I look at the clock and a whole hour has passed. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll get out of bed. And I just like slide myself out of bed, you know, go to the bathroom, go to the kitchen, make myself some food, sit on the couch. And then before I know it, it's 4 p.m. in the afternoon and nothing has been achieved Yet, I feel so sluggish, so heavy, so tired. And there are other days where I'll wake up at 5.30 in the morning and I don't check my phone because I know that I've got an agenda that day. I'll wake up, I'll do 10 minutes of a visualization of my highest self and practice some gratitude. Then I'll put on my running shoes and I'll go for some running sprints, come back, have a cold shower, and then by 10 a.m., I've already ticked off five things on my to-do list. So it's about maximizing our time and energy. And once again, like everyone has access to this. Everyone has access to a lot of energy and a lot of productivity. It just comes down to optimizing those aspects and those resources. So that goes back to the weekly creation method that I swear by. You know, every weekend I lay out the schedule for the next week to the T on a daily basis. What time am I waking up? What chores am I doing on that day? What exercise routine am I doing on that day? Where am I going to be by 10.31 a.m. on that day? And of course, there are things that need to be adjusted, but it's all laid out. So I reduce the decision fatigue and I can just simply focus on the task at hand. Um, And by the way, this weekly creation method is available to you for free. So I'll put the link in the podcast description. It's a three-step process that you can sit down at the end of each week and work your way through to create mind-blowing weeks of alignment, productivity, and fulfillment. So I'll put that in the podcast show notes. Now, the eighth reason why you're not yet running your dream business is because you follow 1,834 different people on social media. You read a new book each week and follow 18 different podcasts. So what happens is you are overwhelming and confusing yourself with so many different strategies, styles of doing things and advice. So you, you end up trying something new each month and then you find that you always remain a beginner. Instead of being able to progress forward in one direction and become a master in your business. How do you do that? If you want to learn from the best, what I'd recommend is studying and modeling off just two or three key figures of influence who are relevant to you. And that way you can go deep and and go beyond at the surface level of what they're doing, but really understand the thinking behind the doing, like the real gold of what it is that they have done that have worked for them. And then you get to apply what it is that they suggest for long enough to actually see results or to not see results and then make a strategic pivot or adaptation. 
And then what you get to do when you are following just two or three people and you're studying them deeply is it's going to still open up more pathways because they're going to have different references that they cite or their mentors or their figures of influence, people that they have modeled off. So you can actually, in a strategic way, follow the line of their thinking and learning and just keep everything so much more tightly wrapped than just opening it up to follow anyone and everyone. So those are the eight reasons why you are not yet running your dream business. And before I wrap up this episode, I want to add in one final thing. And this final thing is for you, if you have listened to this episode and you have thought to yourself, but I do all of those things. I, I do all of these things. So why am I not yet running my dream business? And maybe you are doing all of the right things. But the final thing that needs to be in place is consistency over time. Maybe you just need to keep going to allow time to pass. Because what I believe is I believe there are two timelines. There is the short-term time frame, the short-term timeline where we can fast track our results. We can create quantum leaps and, and move really quickly. But there's also the long-term timeline. And that is a timeline that we just can't cheat. Like we can't expect to have a hundred, okay, not a hundred. We can't expect to have like 50 years of experience in one year. Like it's just not physically possible. So in order to build a queendom, a beautiful, impactful, world-class, worldwide business, it's never going to take one week. It's never going to take just a few years. It's more likely going to take multiple decades. It's not easy. It's not straightforward. If it were, everyone would be doing this. But you signed up for this, right? You wanted this. So do you want this just to be able to tick a milestone and to be able to have that against your name? Or do you want this because this is your lifelong mission? This is a lifelong journey and an adventure that you get to go on and you get to live and experience and soak up every step along the way whilst still simultaneously enjoying every single achievement and milestone that you do reach and you do surpass. That's what it's about. So maybe you've just got to keep going because you're simply 28 years old, not 58 years old. All right, fam, that is the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for still being here. And if you have listened to this episode and you have loved it, you found it really relevant, but you're not sure which one of these applies to you or you know which one applies to you, but you're not sure specifically how to enact these changes to create your dream business, then check the podcast show notes. I will put in there the link to apply for either Life of Legacy or one-on-one mentoring to start in 2024. Doors are now open and it's going to be a really beautiful opportunity for you to make that decision that the future you will thank you for and to invest in yourself, which will have the biggest ROI of compounding growth and reward in the future. Um, I'm here to work with you intimately. That's the only way that I work with my clients. I work with a relatively small number of women so that I get to be 
by your side along your journey and give you strategic, personalized, dynamic strategy whilst also being your pillar of support and love and safety. That's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll catch you next time.